Welcome to the Did Nothing Wrong podcast, where we try to cut through the noise and help you make sense of the chaotic information space around us. I'm Griff Somke. And I'm Jay McKenzie. On this episode of the Did Nothing Wrong podcast, we're joined by Robert Silverman to discuss the Trump indictment and why we didn't get another January 6th style protest. We'll also talk about Matt Walsh's curious sartorial choices and whether the idea of supporting Ron DeSantis in 2024 left a bad taste in certain MAGA influencers' mouths. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a rating and a review on the app that you're listening on. Be sure to subscribe at didnothingwrongpod.com to get our content straight into your inbox. We're extremely grateful for paid subscriptions and donations that ensure that we can keep doing this important work. Thank you. Jay, Bob, good to see you guys this morning. How's everything? Not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Morning, Griff. Good morning. Did the smoke ever dissipate in Brooklyn, Bob? How, how are oh, things looking yeah. outside? Things are fine now. What was that? <laughs> Five years ago when we had the California, the Canadian wildflowers blanketing us in a layer of thick ash and soot. Ah, that was... It's yesterday's news, pal. Uh, We're fine. It's almost like nothing ever sticks around for any length of time anymore. You just you just can't. There's no institutional memory even at all. It's just no, wow. It's, you you get the next round. Of, <laughs> yes, probably. Of, of, you get of, of apocalypse now cinematography dumped on your heads. They're already warning us out here on the West Coast. They're already saying, you know, hey, anytime it could happen, Canada's going to catch fire again, and you're going to get the winds this time. So we're all sort of just braced and hunkered down for, yep, apocalypse now. There was an excellent article, by the way, by uh, Joseph Bien Khan. I don't know if you know him. He's a reporter, writes for a number of places, a friend of the pod, let's call him. Okay. Uh, he wrote a long story. Evidently, it took two years for him to report this out. Um, I forget the name of the fire, but it was on the 2017 wildfires that were started in California that were blamed on a... Right, a transient. Out- it a was, random outdoorsman is right. who was blamed on. Anyway, why it caught fire, why they were unable to put it out, and what happened to this one guy who originally was blamed for it. It's it's an excellent long-form story. It's in Rolling Stone. Okay. Like okay. I said, we'll include a link. We'll link that. That that definitely sounds interesting. I remember when that happened, and it was like the one guy that started this fire that yeah, just... No, it, 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 spoiler alert, but... Yeah. <laughs> it probably was not the one guy. You mean they were wrong when they told us they all that? They fake newsed it. They fake newsed <sighs> you. God. I heard it was about a shortage of rakes. The the forest <laughs> didn't get properly <laughs> raked, and that's what caused it. So Forests are messy. No one denies it. <laughs> Can we blame China for that? They're just sure. not pumping them out fast enough? <laughs> Good. Sure. We, we need the tech industry to disrupt the rake industry, yes. <laughs> They're reimagining right. rakes with AI. So we had some big news besides that this week. Former President Donald Trump was actually indicted in Miami by special what? counsel Jack Smith. Oh, you didn't hear about that? It was big. No, it's news to me. It was big. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. they were promising... A big protest out in front. His supporters were promising a big protest, and it sort of didn't really go anywhere. There was not a whole lot of anything happening when he was 
brought into the courthouse and, you know, made to enter a plea in this whole thing, it really sort of fizzled. I think the reality is the supporters who were claiming there was going to be a big a big event and a big rally and all this are the ones who don't leave their homes. They are the <laughs> paid blue checks like Cat Turd 2 and all the other people that are like retirement age who guarantee that, oh, the, the world is going to rise up for Donald Trump. And for a variety <laughs> of reasons, they just didn't want to be the ones to do it. Everybody assumed somebody else would. Or they just posted for clout that, oh, my God, we love Trump and there's going to be thousands and thousands of people there. And there was next to nothing. I, for one, am shocked that Laura Loomer was not able to amass a show of force. No kidding. shocking to me. Yeah. Laura Loomer is the new Joan of Arc. And if she can't (laughs) command an army, (laughs) what or what does this world come to? What If she's Joan of Arc, what does that make Roger Stone? Oh, Oh, God. God. Is he, is he the king of France in, in this analogy? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> so basically, there's a lot of reasons why this probably didn't work out. I'm reminded of something when we had Amanda Moore on the pod and she was talking about her experiences infiltrating the back end of this movement and that there were people breaking it down into inside people and outside people. There's people who are actually outside at these protests doing this kind of stuff, and then there's the people who are riling them up to go out there and do it. And it seems that might be the problem, that they've got a real shortage of outside people right now. All the outside people got themselves locked up after J6, and some of them are looking at real serious jail time. You know, Stuart Rhodes caught quite a bit of a sentence 18 years 18 years 18 years for Stuart Rhodes uh, what what did Joe uh, Biggs get 12 years or something like I don't think they've sentenced those guys yet I don't right. remember okay. that they've but sentenced he's been the proud boys convicted yeah right convicted. Yeah. and they're looking at similar amounts of time and charges Tario and Biggs and Nardine to what you know Rhodes got they were charged essentially with the same thing and what what has Trump done for them? They, right. they did all this in the name of keeping him in office and essentially nullifying the Constitution. And they get convicted on seditious conspiracy, going to spend years and years in jail. And I guess he's probably no well, truthed about some of them. Truthed, yeah, yeah. But that's that's about it. Maybe maybe a truth gets thrown your way. I, it's just like a splash of cold water in my face. All the shocking information I'm being provided. You mean <laughs> Donald Trump betrayed those who invested him with loyalty? That's no another way, I know. shocker. I know. Your I vote know. went to waste. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. There was a good roundup in this advice. I think David Gilbert wrote it. Maybe wrong about the vice author. But again, we'll, we'll link it out, folks. Mm-hmm. About the run-up to this and the kind of chatter. And it was... It was it was real bloody. We are coming to enact revenge on behalf of our fallen leader who is being unjustly thrown into the gulag. And right. the rhetoric was, I, I don't know how you want to compare it to the, all the stuff that we saw in November, December, and then the very beginning of January 2020, but just reading the excerpts in this one article, terrifying stuff um but at the same time the really interesting thing to me was 
you have these people screaming for vengeance and that uh, they, they'd be given their pound of flesh. And at the same time, there are seemingly an equal number of online posters who are saying, don't fall for it. Anyone screaming that is a fit. No, they're <laughs> glowing. They're radioactive. <laughs> these are feds. It's all, a, yep. it's a trap. Like, like Admiral Ackbar said, they mm -hmm. are trying to convince us all the people saying, no, we got to trundle down to Florida, armed to the teeth, and and take back what's rightfully ours. No, those people are fakes. Don't listen to them. It's all a trap. They, they, the they, they. again, wants mm -hmm. us to do <laughs> this so that they can arrest us and they can turn us into yet another martyr for this great and holy cause. Hmm. Um, and for me, one, let's just say right up front, no, that's you guys. You guys are coming up with this all by yourselves. There is a long history of FBI entrapment scams and, in fact, instances where they do nudge people into committing acts of violence. Absolutely. Yes, that is a real thing. That is true. They're not sending people onto the 4chan Paul board. They're not <laughs> posting really terrifying stuff on Twitter. You guys did that all by your lonesome. You learned it on your own. Mm-hmm. The paranoia that's been seeded, though, is also sui generis. You guys figured that part out all by your own, too. Um, so they're left in this very strange place where, of course, all the staging for this is on various online platforms. It's on Twitter. It's on Telegram. It's on Discord. It's on the Chan boards. And it's all being cluttered up by the rules of message board interaction, which are rife also with trolling and shitposting. So of course it's going to like necessarily develop into this. Everyone just sort of Spider-Man meme pointing fingers and claiming <laughs> that the other guy is secretly a psyop. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> and these are the same people though that have convinced themselves that the FBI did January 6th. Mm -hmm. Not that there were some FBI informants, which I'm sure there were. Of course there were. There were thousands of people there. Of course there were FBI informants. But they have convinced themselves that the FBI planned the entire thing. It was all a hoax. It was all fake. It was all orchestrated by them and them. Ray Epps, <laughs> which is just some random Trump supporter that Darren Beatty decided that he could pin the blame on. And... So they think that all these people that got sent to jail for January 6th were completely set up. They did nothing wrong. And they think the same is going to happen to them. But they keep this in their mind while simultaneously thinking that, oh, yes, we we did need to fight for Donald Trump. We could have saved him. If only we'd, if only it hadn't been the FBI that planned this, if the real patriots had been in control. We could have engineered a coup were it not for the fact that the feds were secretly engineering a fake coup at the same time. <laughs> you guys have watched too many movies and not good ones either. Evidently. <laughs> Evidently. And, and Marjorie Taylor Greene said that same thing about if we'd actually done a coup, it would have been successful. They're, very kind of high on their own abilities to create that kind of thing, but not looking at the very real possibility that it's not the FBI that keeps making your movement fail. It's not the infiltrators. It's not Ray Epps. It's not any of this. It's the fact that you're all kind of incompetent when it comes right down to it. And engineering a coup in a nation of what, 3 billion people. That's really tough to pull off. This isn't, this isn't Batista era Cuba. 
No. Where Castro can get 18 or whatever it was, 80 of his buddies together and slowly work his way until they take over the seat of government. It's not the same thing. They're, you know, are crumbling and atrophying and degraded institutions. Uh, regardless, it would require a far greater degree of organization, mobilization and planning and doing so in a way that isn't always public. Right. We're all addicted to posting. And I say this as a chronic poster, (laughs) you know, that if that's not helping, I I don't want to, on the other hand, I really don't want to minimize the threat here. All of these people are terrifying and these, and despite the infighting that they're having about this, acts of stochastic terrorism will continue until morale improves. (laughs) They, They keep happening. Right. They keep happening in all kinds of terrifying, awful ways, and they'll probably get worse. None of this should be, listeners, do not insinuate this as, yes, we're laughing at these chuds for being very stupid and lacking the ability to actually take over the federal government. At the same time, the direction this is heading is utterly terrifying. It is. It is. And it almost seems like eventually they're going to give up on group action and move to smaller. <laughs> what frightens me is the, the no political solution types, because those people generally have the small cell quote unquote lone wolf. The acceleration. Right. Right. Yeah. And the more of those people that show up in this milieu, the worse it's going to get for everyone really society as a whole Mm -hmm. because what they want is to crash the thing come out of the wreckage do better but again speaking of movies they all think they're going to (laughs) that when that in the aftermath of a truly apocalyptic event they're going to end up being the warlord of topeka kansas or something like that right yes they're going to be the ayatollah of rock and rolla of (laughs) East Brunswick, New Jersey. <laughs> and we've seen that movie enough times to know how that usually happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other funny thing from this argument that I, is Donald Trump, speaking of betraying those who supported him. No way. Donald Trump walks into a very <laughs> popular Cuban restaurant. <laughs> it's called Cafe Versailles. And uh, according to campaign reporters, it's a frequent stop for every Paul who wants to glad hand and press the flesh within the Cuban community in that part of Florida. So going there is sort of a natural thing for any candidate, including our giant <laughs> baby who's running again. But he marches in and says, Food for everyone. Most normal people would interpret that declaration to mean, yeah, hand me the checks. I got this. Yes. Yes. Yep. Readers, or rather listeners, this did not happen. Ooh. He stayed for 10 minutes, got some videos of him kissing babies, during which time no one had the ability even to order any food. (laughs) <laughs> and then left. So yeah, he skipped. He skipped out of Cafe Versailles on the check. But he got Newsmax and Fox News to report that he was getting uh-huh. done for everybody, right? And he got some B rolls. So man of the people, man of the. Pe- I think it was. I think it was Roger Stone. I, I, obviously, <laughs> yes, he loves his people. I think it was Roger Stone that said that Donald Trump doesn't pay for anything. And uh, he's 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 very consistent. He's been sued dozens of times, hundreds maybe. I've lost track. 
for stiffing contractors, stiffing banks, stiffing financial partners of all type. That is what he, stiffing the IRS consistently for a period of decades. That guy knows how to dine and dash. If you want to talk about his ability <laughs> or his skill set, that is chief among them. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is just one big walking yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> the man has never paid a debt it seems in his life. King of the five finger discount. Yeah. Yeah. Just ain't no honorable transaction that he's ever completed at all. No. It's just no. not there with him. <sighs> Well, and now that he's he's finally facing some amount of consequences, actual legal consequences in his life, it can't be that he did something wrong. It is Joe Biden, the dictator, the wannabe dictator, yep. who who has ordered his DOJ to prosecute Trump. And Merrick Garland, still angry about not getting on the Supreme Court, is, of course, going along with it making up these crimes, persecuting this innocent man who just wanted to buy dinner for people and, <laughs> and save America. Pick up the tab on America's soul. Oh, oh. Ooh, that's, that's a, good. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's a good one. Yes, uh, indeed. Mike Flynn, Mike Flynn might steal that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's available. To, I'll, I'll sit down with the QAnon general for a price if he wants to, if he wants to talk for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll get you some free tickets into the next Great Awakening conference. I hear those things are expensive. So, you know, he'll comp you. We can hash out the details at a later date. I'll have his people contact my people. I have no people. Uh, <laughs> uh, the other thing I wanted to mention throughout all of this was, I mean, you, you, you hinted at it, Jay, but do you want to take us through what the Fox Chiron was while Trump was giving his speech the other night? Oh, about a wannabe dictator? this was amazing. Yeah, it was it was after the arraignment in Miami on Tuesday and Trump was speaking, I believe, from his hotel in Bedminster. Biden was at the White House and there was a split screen on Fox News with both of them talking. And the Chiron was read that uh, Joe Biden, it didn't say Biden, but wannabe dictator speaks from the White House, implying <laughs> after. Well, let me read the full thing. It said. Yeah, wannabe dictator speaks at the White House after having his political rival arrested. So, yes, of course, uh, Biden, the the incompetent man who is run by Kamala Harris and the deep state and all the minders because he's too old and senile and inept. Sleepy Joe doesn't have a clue, doesn't know where he is, but also he is a cold, calculating, savvy politician who is bringing about a dictatorship by arresting poor, innocent Donald Trump. He's, he's banana republic tactics from Joe Brandon. Mm -hmm. Of course. Mm -hmm. It is a little terrifying that Fox is actually just copying Gateway Pundit. Headlines uh -huh. Well, did you see the follow-up to the story? Who it actually was that did it? A no. Tucker Carlson producer who has since <laughs> been let go. And then what does Tucker do? Well, he puts another episode up on Twitter and he calls it wannabe dictator. Weird. Mm -hmm. Couldn't yeah, have funny possibly. how that works. Yeah, that's a uh, synchronicity. It's a beautiful thing. I know we've we've left the, the conservative boycott freakout beat for one week, thank God. <laughs> but 
the latest development now is Matt Walsh getting extremely mad at Fox News themselves and then all of the other far right influencers. Right. I saw that. Falling the in line. Uh-huh. Guidance about Pride Month, supposedly, that Fox was handing out. Uh-huh. <laughs> like... Fox is a, yes, Fox Corp, billion dollar corporation, follows the, the same pattern as every other billion dollar corporation by doing paying lip service to the fact that LGBTQ people exist. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. And to Matt Walsh, who, by the way, dresses like a gay bear. Can we say that? <laughs> Is that offensive to say? <laughs> Maybe to the bears. That Matt Walsh, Matt Walsh dresses, as a person who's been in one or two gay bars, there is a particular type, and I saw them when I was in San Francisco, I've seen them here in parts of Brooklyn, there's a particular type of intellectual gay man who decides that they're not butch enough, so they grow a beard and they start wearing a lot like plaid and Timberlands. And that is <laughs> Matt Walsh's style to a T. Granted, you work as like a Deloitte analyst during the day, but at night, you get some of your Bass Pro Shop gear and go out looking for companionship. I won't, but that like there is absolutely nothing wrong with that style. Choice. Oh hell no! I am all in favor of it. It doesn't make you look any more butch than you think you are. But hey, to each their own. It's about how it makes you feel, right? Yeah. Look, this is an audio only podcast, but I will admit that I am sort of rocking what would be, uh, I guess, the uh, generously called a Miles Clay look right now. And I probably <laughs> can't pull it off. But hey, it's fun for me, and it's a hot day in New York City. So I am entirely for. Again, these various uh, low-level accountants and quants who decide that this is the vibe they want to they want to go with, but that is Matt Walsh's look. I think the Derek, the menswear guy, mentioned it at one point. So if I'm ripping off his post, I apologize. <laughs> In any case, someone gave Matt Walsh some internal documents from Fox. It is an absolute nothing burger as usual. But I am interested to see if we get like the quartering videos about how Fox is is woke now for the next week. Well, and and meanwhile, we've got, I know there was something up on Media Matters, and it was a list of the 200 plus things Fox News has called woke. <laughs> and it, it's ketchup, it's uh, it's everything. It, it It's everything at one point or another. There was a Charlie Kirk at a video. Mm-hmm. While his eyes and nose slowly, slowly condensed to the center of his face, he put out another How does video. He do that sincerely in the midst of an ad read, saying, "I don't know about the mustard in my fridge. Maybe it's woke." <laughs> Cernovich, actually, uh, Aaron Rupar pointed out Cernovich. Uh, I think it was last night calling alcohol woke. It's okay to have a drink or two, but if it's more than that, it's part of the societal rot, and and wokeness is the societal rot that's destroying our culture and our people. So alcohol is now woke. Are we going to get into some Cernovich lore now? Because I have some Cernovich <laughs> lore if we'd like to get into that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Over the last, since, in fact, I would say since January 6th, uh, Cernovich has been making a very weird pivot into Russian orthodoxy. He is constantly recommending Russian Orthodox Christian churches and has been getting more and more overtly religious in his posts. Uh, it culminated in in basically saying that alcohol is haram, I think, last <laughs> night. 
And as Aaron Rupert pointed out, that's some Taliban stuff that Mike is slinging. But this has been coming for a while now. Mm -hmm. The weird thing about it is, and, you know, Cernovich is in his 40s. This is not a young man dabbling in asceticism or religiosity or anything like that. Cernovich was, per reporters, a fairly notorious drinker on the far right circuit. Cernovich himself, when he was doing periscopes in what appeared to be the early evening at some point in California, was often clutching like a flagon of wine while he did them. Cernovich always held these MAGA meetup type events at bars. And we won't even get into the stuff that Nathan Bernard reported on or <laughs> the rumors that Nathan Bernard sourced when he was making fun of Cernovich on a regular basis about his nighttime activities. Google it. I'll let, I'll let the listeners do their own do their own research on that one and see what they can find. But Cernovich was not what you would call a teetotaler. No. So this very weird idea that booze is the devil's drink. It's a late career turn for Cernovich. And, you know, as someone who is sober, and I have no problem talking about that, you know what? That's fine. I certainly don't post about it on Twitter. I certainly don't announce it to the world to try to score clout points. But to me, if Cernovich is serious about sobriety or reducing his alcohol intake, more the power to him. Because he came from that whole weird men's rights world, he can't help but, I guess, using it to try to I don't know, whatever it is, do something. The man doesn't need to earn a single penny for the rest of his life because he got that sweet, he's got that sweet alimony deal with his wife. So it's not like he's using this to sell anything. Right. It is interesting how much they've turned against alcohol, though. It, it is pretty prolific now with a lot of these guys who were men's rights or, you know, the, and Gamergate or Gamergate adjacent who have now kind of blended with the wellness groups and i don't know if QAnon plays a role there or not well the other interesting part is when you look at that as a piece of the big picture you've got these guys all deciding that alcohol is bad you shouldn't drink as much it's a bad thing you've also got no fault divorce being taken off the table you've got you know nick fuentes talking about the idea that we should be forcing 15 and 16 year old girls to get married to him we've got this whole sort of backwards movement. We want LGBTQ people to go back into the closet. We want to, in some cases, interracial marriages on the table. We got Michael Knowles saying he wants to go back to the year 1220. You, <laughs> <like>. <laughs> They're not pulling any punches about it now. You whiny little pantsless mother in 1220, you'd be a sir. Die of the Black Plague. Matter. You're not going to be. You're not Charlemagne. <laughs> but the thing is, this is fascism. Like mm -hmm. this idea that modern society is entirely degenerate and irrecoverable. This is a tenet of fascist movements. And this idea about body purity, especially yeah, yeah. among men is also absolutely a tenet of 20th century fascist movements. Yeah. It can't be cleaned or cleansed or purified on our own by the current processes. Democratic order cannot restore us to this supposed great era or greatness when all men were men and women were women. So we need one great man to do it for us. Yes, and use the power of the state to enforce that kind of purity. It's why they're all reading Bronze Age pervert. <laughs> Just. 
God. That guy's amazing. Just, ugh. I've read, uh, raise your hand, folks, if you've read any of Bronze Age perverts writing. Yes, I know. We're all there. We're we're bad. For our sins. That's what that is. This is like, I mean, yeah, we can laugh at at, at Cerno going down this road, but he's doing it because he's reading Bronze Age pervert. Yeah. Back when he was Juice Bro, circa Gamergate, (laughs) he was pushing more or less the same thing. The idea that that well, if the state is is at the moment irrevocably corrupted, the only way to achieve true purity is through by a fetishized version of the self. And he was actually for a few months there. He was definitely leaning towards DeSantis. Trump is old news. Trump couldn't actually do anything. We need the new era, the new generation. Uh, but then the polls kept shifting and shifting, and now he's he's back on MAGA as they all are. Mm-hmm. Except for the exactly. ones paid to post. Right. And they all present themselves as edgy and, oh, I'm I'm blazing some sort of new trail here. But they're really all just copying each other. It might be a little different language. It might be a slightly different audience, but it's the same message. And yeah, they're they're on message right now and they will take any strong man they can get. And well, if it's Trump, it's Trump. I guess DeSantis just left a chemically salty taste in Cerno's mouth. <laughs> thanks for listening to the did nothing wrong podcast if you want to hear more you can go to did nothing wrong pod.com you can also follow us on twitter at james the word four and the letter m all one word and grizza bjj grza bjj as well as dnw pod Thanks again for tuning in, and remember, everyone mentioned did nothing wrong.